Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. This is a Media Madness episode, which is basically we talk about all the madness that is putting out in the media. Um, these are all from like newspapers or journalists or any verified sources. Obviously, we're not going to use Dave from Perry Bar, you know, because otherwise we'll be here all day talking random stories about people coming in and going. Um, but like I say, these are just stories from the media that have just, you know, been highlighted. Um, people incoming, outgoing and a couple of or the random bits of media. Um, I'm joined by Callum, which is his, his first one. Um, so we'll be gentle with him. Uh, <laughs> um, but the first one to start us off with is, obviously we spoke about it on the Brentford review, and it's Twans AB. Um, and Fabrizio Romino, who is a um, big reporter, you know, he's on Twitter and all social media groups, and he does quite a bit of work for Sky and things like that. He's put... Um, Man United won €1 million Euros for Axel Twanzabi loan to Napoli until the end of the season. Current proposal around €400,000. And then he's quote tweeted that and put deal done and confirmed, which obviously ties in with the fact that he didn't make the bench against Brentford. So obviously it kind of shows that, you know, there's something in it. And it says Twanzabi leaves Aston Villa. The agreement will not include any buy option. Um, it's just a simple loan. So what do you think about that? Because it's... I, I yeah, because obviously, like, he's only been over six months. Um, there's a lot of talk of it cost around £5 million to loan him. Uh, we've lost that money due to a break clause, which is basically if you haven't played a certain, so many games, you can be recalled, and that's what's going to happen. So, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, a player that's not had a lot of game time with us, um, I think he was coming in really to be, you know, rotational player, um and if he came thinking he'd get into the first team, he was possibly setting his heights, his sights too high. Um, you know, he was never going to get in front of Concer and Mings. Um, it was always going to be just to keep the the um, squad depth a, a decent amount. And you know, I can see why uh, he'd want to go. It's kind of interesting that you know. Uh, kind of fourth choice is able to get a move to Napoli, um, but you know, um, I can yeah, I don't see a problem with it. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure Joe wants him to stay, but if Napoli are going to give him game time, then um, yeah, I think he, he's definitely going to leave for sure. And um, you know, like you said, Fabrizio is a pretty good. Um, journalist uh, when it comes to rumours and and things like that so um, if it's true then you know it's another loan spell wasted kind of thing for kind of on, the, on our side um, and um, yeah we're in a place we need to strengthen and especially after the Brentford performance anyway a, a place that we need to get at least one name through the door 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, is he, when 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 he come on loan, I think there wasn't any Villa fan that was against it because obviously we saw him on loan. What two seasons was it in the in the Championship? Um, this was like his third loan. Everyone was happy to see him back, and it just didn't work. You know, it just didn't for whatever reason when he played, he didn't really set any house on fire, and you know, and he kind of fell to fourth fourth place uh, for a centre half. You know, fell behind house. Um, so I do feel sorry for him. And by what Gerard was saying, that um, especially at the Brentford um, press conference before, he was saying he was a bit of a different one because he's been linked elsewhere. So it goes, um, you know, and it sounded like we wanted to keep him. So either he's going to be guaranteed game time elsewhere, and that's why he's gone, or he just wasn't up for the fight with us. But either way, best wishes. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just another loan wasted. And we don't seem to do that well with loans. I mean, obviously, Mings was a success. Um, Tammy was a success. Um, you could probably say Snodgrass, but then I'm I'm kind of struggling because obviously House come on loan. Uh, on loan. Um, Barkley. Barkley, which was he, he did okay for half of it, and then we've got people like Drink Water and Pepper Rainer. You know, who was marmite to say the least you know so it's going to be interesting but obviously that kind of opens up to the next story um which is um mal mal uh the male um it says aston villa wants to strengthen that area of their squad regardless of whether twan zabi is recalled or not now if twan zabi was to stay i can't see how a cent and a half would be important because obviously we've got four when he really played two unless he's going to change up and play three centre-halves. Um, but yeah, like it, it kind of shows you that he must feel that we're quite weak at that centre-half, and that kind of shows you you know, that, that, that we're quite light there, or Gerard thinks we're quite light there. But obviously the, the, the story it ties to is from Greg Evans, and that's Joe Gomez is admired, quote. Um, would you take Gomez? And do you agree with centre-half being a position, whether Twanzo be stays or not? Um, I think if you're looking long term, yes. Um, you know, House isn't going to be able to perform at this level for much longer, or you know where we're wanting to go. Uh, Transavi was never technically owned by us, so United could put up pull the plug at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Gomez is a, a big name, a, a big player with a big um, transfer behind it. I think I don't think Liverpool would budge for anything less than thirty million. Um, He's had his injuries in recent times. A very good player, you know, another player that come through Charlton like um, Consa did. Um, he'd definitely be pushing the, the the two regular starters in Consa and Mings. Um, it's just that you're going to upset one of them. And um, if you can handle that, because if you can't handle that, then there's no point. Um unless you wait until a Mings or a concert go, which I don't think we would, would do. So centre-back, it's, it's a funny one because we need the depth, but we, we you won't get anyone to replace concert or Mings. So it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is. And like I say, we do, like you say, we do need one for the future. And it'd be interesting, like um, Greg Evans has said, that we, we, we want Gomez um, because... You know, he's only 24, so he's still got, what, easily 10 years in front of him if he wants to. 
So, you know, he's one for the future. But would it be a loan or would it be a permanent? Because I, I think it might be a loan unless, like you say, we offer some silly money. But just looking at his stats, um, he's played twice this season and he played seven times last season uh, in the league or a total over the last this season, last season. He's played 19 times. Um, obviously, when you've got Van Dijk <laughs> taking up one spot, you got Matip, and obviously they've spent big on another centre-half. I can't remember his name. Um, they've, you know, it is going to be hard to come by. Um, so, yeah, so it is, it, it is, I mean, I would take him. If the offer was there, you know, I would be, you know, if it's between Twanzadi and Gomez, I think Gomez is the better player. Um, no doubt about it, in my opinion. Um, but it's, it is somewhere, and like you said, it depends if he's going to come in and he's going to be pushing to start or is he going to come in and say, yep, I'm starting and, you know, that's part of the agreement and, you know, then you've got to upset somebody because personally, I don't think Mings and Konza are that bad. You know, I don't think that's an area of the pitch for, you know, a starting 11 position um, that needs, you know, attention right this minute. Um, but if it's to do with pushing and then chopping and changing like we needed against Brentford, we needed another centre-half to come in for Mings' absence, then, yeah, we do need that because Twan's AB and House uh, uh, have not been good enough this season. So, yes, I, I do agree. If and, I, yeah, yeah, you know, if if um, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that, isn't he a left-footed centre-back as well? I believe so because he's... I'm sure we can play anywhere across the back. I, I, I might be wrong in saying that. This might be football manager coming out. But <laughs> I'm sure he can play anywhere across the back four. Um, but I'm sure he, he, uh, he so he's played. Forward. He has played. He can play either centre back, um, which it shows it on uh, on transfer market, and he's currently valued at twenty two and a half million pounds. Um, you know, one great thing is that he's English, so it would help in um, the restrictions. Uh, he's got two years left on his deal. Or one and a half years left in his his current contract, like you said, he's not played many times. He's only played ten times this season for Liverpool, and I know he's had injuries um, this season anyway. But you know, if you look at previous years, and like you said, they Liverpool keep buying at centre back. Last season, he only played twelve games in the entire season, um, but again, problems with injury. Kept him out with England and uh, with Liverpool. Um, well, kept him out for the rest of the season, actually. He only played the first eight game weeks and was injured for the rest of the season. So his, his injury is going to prevent him from getting the, the game time. We'll have to see. You know, he's only played 131 games in, I think it's seven years now at Liverpool. And that's in all competitions. So, um yeah, uh, a, a player that I would definitely have if we could keep his injury um, injuries down. But it's it, like you said, if it's going to be, well, you know, like I said earlier, if it's going to be anything like a transfer, it's going to be a lot of money. Maybe a loan to the end of the season and tempt Liverpool in with a proper offer. Um, we shall see. But if I, if I was to give it a rating out of 10... For um, in, in the 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 prospects of the of the signing, I'll give it an eight. Oof. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if he come in, I I can't think of any or think I can't 
see any Villa fan being upset about Gomez coming in. You know, I can't, I can't see anybody going, you know, there's obviously some timings that, you know, you can be on the fence or, you know, that's poor, that's good. But I can't see anybody actually doing that. I think everybody would be well behind the signing, um, the signing of Gomez. And like I say, the one thing I do say uh, about loans is I always wish we could try and get an option in there <laughs> because every time we seem to get a player in that doesn't have an option, they all, or, you know, like a, a, an idea of a fee, um, they always seem to do really well. Like Mings didn't really have a fee and we ended up spending, what, 25 million, was it? Um, obviously, at the time, it felt overpriced and Maguire went for 80 and it was like, Jesus Christ, you know, that's a good deal. And then Tammy didn't have one. Snodgrass didn't have one. Grabben, who did really well for us on loan, didn't have one. And then obviously, like, there was talks of uh, Drinkwater having one and then Barkley being around the 40 million mark, I believe. So, you know, it'd be quite good if we do take Gomez on a permanent, which would be good. Um but if it was just going to be a load, hopefully there's an option to sign him and hopefully Stevie G can work his Liverpool magic and get that, you know, to 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 come true. Um, the next story is, it's obviously already been confirmed, um, but I've got it from the Express of Star, and that's Keenan Davis has joined Forrest um, for the rest of the season. I mean, I think it's a, he was never going to get anywhere near the, the 11 now with Ings being there, Archer taking his place, obviously Watkins already being here. Um, but I, I've never been a fan of his, to be honest, for the last couple of seasons. Um, hopefully, if he goes and makes a, uh, you know, puts himself in the shop window, hopefully we can get a, a bit of money back, or I wouldn't say money back, but we can get something for him in the summer. But I've never been a fan. What about yourself? Um, he's a player that has not had regular football. Um, you know, I don't think it helped how he's, he came into the squad, you know, not very young, but you know, very inexperienced. Yeah, we we brought him in from a very um, low tier of English football straight into our academy, and it didn't take him long to be coming in, into the first team. Um, it doesn't help how he weren't playing to him his strengths sometimes, you know, especially under Bruce. Um, he hasn't got the best of you know, goal rates for us. Um, I think it's something like seven goals in <laughs> um, 85 appearances or something like that. Um, oh, sorry, no. It's, um, what is it? Six goals in uh, 86 with seven assists in, in all competitions for the first team. Um, he has got a Premier League goal, so you can't Wee. take that away from him. Um but, you know, for, for me, living in the area of where he's now gone to Nottingham Forest, um, there's a lot of optimistic around the signing um, from a lot of friends that are Forest fans. Um, you know, they've never had a young striker uh, up front and someone who's had Premier League experience. They've got Graben right now, um, but he's not. He, he can be a bit ropey. Um, they're quite happy with him being, you know, a kind of a bullish kind of player because he ha- he has got that side of him. Yeah, you know, he shrugged off defenders uh, in the Premier League, so he should be able to do it at that level. Half a season, though, you know, is he going to be able to be that impactful? We shall see. You know, transfer market has him at two point seven million pounds market value, and then that's the highest it's been um, since his time at Villa. 
Um, you know, the only thing we can hope is that he gets minutes. He, you know, has an impact on the Forest team. And maybe, I, I think it is time to, to let go of him. Um, there comes a point where a youth player becomes, you know, not valuable anymore. Um, you know, the likes of uh, Rashawn Hebburn Murphy. Um, you know, you, you go further back and you go Graham Burke and people like Ender Stevens and people like that. So um, for for me, you know, I think he's needed a break away from us and he's now got it and he now needs to prove himself um, if he wants to, A, get back into the Villa team before anyone else overtakes him because we've got three players underneath him in Louis Berry, Brad Young and uh, Cameron Archer, all capable of filling his shoes for next season. Yeah, that's the thing is, and I just, I don't think he's ever taken his opportunity, in my opinion. I just don't think he's ever come on and done done anything to, to it's always been, you know, uh, oh, you know, he's, he's going to come good, he's going to come good. And it's always just been a what if. Um, and it's just never, never really, really happened, to be honest. Um, on to the next story. Uh, it's from the Birmingham Mail, and it says Aston Villa have made approach for Ajax left back Nicholas Taglafico. Um, this has also been said by uh, Romano as well. Um, uh, the, uh, so you know, and it says there is a current deal runs out in eighteen months. Um, but he's also um, interest of Chelsea, Newcastle. Well, to be fair, Newcastle's linked to every man and his dog at the minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it's he's. You know, he's capped by Argentina 36 times. I'm 29, I believe he is, uh, in August. Um, so he's coming 30 this year. I would take him all day long, all day long. Um, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, I've seen him play a few times. I'm not going to sit and say, you know, I know him inside and out. But I've seen him play um, probably a handful of times. And he's always looked very good. Um, he, he does like to go forward. Um, plays in a very good um, Ajax side. Yeah, I'm all over this one. Um, how about yourself? Um, a player that um, had a very good season uh, last year. I think that helps with Ajax's run in the Champions League. Um, currently valued at £16.2 million pounds according to Transfer Market. Um, you know, Ajax would be making a good bit of profit. They only signed him for £3 million, uh, in the summer of 17-18 season and like you said he's a very good um, left back who's had a lot of Champions League um, experience for some reason he's only played nine games in the Eredivisie this season um, and he's had two games in the Champions League but in all competitions uh, I think he's about uh, 15 games and two goal contributions um, so it's interesting to see that his stats are down for this season because uh, last season he did do very well uh, and is a player that, like you said, is um, he, he likes to be on the ball. He's a good player going forward. Um, you know, he, he's, um, I wouldn't say attacking-minded, but he, he likes to go that way. Um, it'd definitely be help the squad. For for depth and left back is a position that we do need help in. Um, like you said, eighteen months left in his contract. Um, 
it would be interesting to see if we could pull this off. It's a big name player, um, a player with, uh, like I said, a lot of experience in the Champions League, um, and other clubs have, you know, like you like you said, has been, have been interested. I'm pretty sure some of the top six teams have been interested in the past as well, and or if not uh, present as well. So, um, yeah, it's it'd be an interesting one, and obviously we've got uh, two. Um, Argentinians in the Argentinian squad that might persuade him over, you know, with both Emmys. So yeah. we'll have to see. It would be a very good addition to the squad uh, for depth-wise, definitely. Um, I don't know if he'd come straight in. Uh, there's a lot of people that would say, yes, get Target out straight away. But it seems like Target's a bit of a scapegoat, really, I think. And... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like the transfer, and, and um, it'd just be one of those seeing if we can get it uh, over the line. Next one is another left back, uh, Aaron Hickey, which has been reported by. Well, I've got it from the Daily Record, but um, but there's you know obviously everyone's reporting this, uh, and it's uh, the quote is Aaron Hickey Bracewell a similar transfer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, he's only gone to Italy uh, 2020, moved, so he's in his, what, second season now? Um, come from Scotland. I'm sure we want him before he moved, if I believe rightly. Um, <laughs> he's only 19, but he is smashing it over there. Um, I think he's going to be a fantastic talent. He's only 19, obviously. Taglafica is, like I said, coming 30. He's coming 20, so, you know, there is... 10 years apart, I mean, if I could be playing football manager a little bit, um, I would like to sell Target and then bring in Hickey and Taglafika and just have them both. And that'll be our left-back sorted for the next two seasons for uh, Taglafika. And then I've been Hickey for the next eight after that also. Um, but obviously, if it comes down to the two, I'd probably go Hickey just because I like somebody to cement a position and be there for a long time. Um but yeah, I mean, I mean, I know a few people know little bits about him. I know a few people know nothing about him. Um, so I don't know where you stand. Like I said, I'm pretty sure we went for him, and I did a bit of research on a media madness I did last year, I believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's killing it, and obviously, I don't want to say because obviously we did it with Ton Eb, and he looked absolutely amazing on YouTube. But if you go on YouTube and check him out, um, I'm sure he's got a worldie uh, in the last week or so. So what do you think? Yeah, it's someone that we were interested in um, at the same time as when he went to Bologna. Uh, unfortunately, we missed out somehow. Uh, it must have been due to, you know, him not wanting to be squad rotation or whatever. Uh, and he went to, to Italy for, I think it was just under £2 million, which is, you know, if we could have done that deal, um, it'd been, it's just silly that we didn't do it. Last season, he got hindered with injury. He um, had to go have surgery. Uh, I can't see what injury it was, but obviously that hindered him. This season, he's been a mixture of a left-back and a left-midfielder, though, and all of his goal contributions has come from left-midfield. Um, so, obviously, um, he's playing a little bit higher up than left-back uh, for some reason, whatever Bologna have been playing, if it's not... Um, or unless it's like a 3-5-2 or something like that. Um, but he's had every season that he's had 
he's been getting more goal contributions. Um, and, you know, like you said, he's only 19. Uh, transfer market rate him as a 11.7 million pound. Uh, you know, that's, that's how much he's apparently worth. And he keeps on going up and up and up. And yeah. um, it's just a shame that we missed out on the signing last year. Um, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it wouldn't be a bad idea to, to sell, to, well, sell Target maybe and get them both in. But um, rarely want, happens. Rarely if you, happens. If you want long jeopardy, um, it's the play to get. Uh, it's just about if I'm trying to think if any of the youth players at left back are anywhere near, um, which I'll probably. I can't think off the top of my head for left back anyway, so um, it would be a a good uh, a good bit of business, and I think possibly we could get him for for ten million because it always seems like Italian teams seem to struggle with money anyway. On to the next one. It's a bit of a bit of a, a well, I would say strange one, but just going into the under 18s for a minute. And it's uh, this is from the Coventry Telegraph or Coventry Live, so it's Birmingham Live, but obviously their version. And it's Aston Villa tip to swoop for another Coventry City prospect. Uh, Aston Villa only recently signed te- uh, Thierry Katsunuka uh, from Sky Blues, and then basically saying that we're after Isaac Moore, um, which is a Coventry under 18 midfielder. Um, and it says, oh, the Athletic quoted in the mail, uh, in the story saying Villa interested in Coventry City's under 18s midfielder Isaac Moore, but he has been identified as one for the future. Uh, Villa have understood to have paid a reported six figure fee, uh, for Casanuka. I believe that's how you say his name. Sorry for butchering. Um, after he'd been at Coventry for seven years. So it just sounds like that, you know, Mark Harrison and Perso and all that are going out again this, well, not just doing the seniors, but doing the under 18s as we have done since uh, since they've come in, since the takeover's happened. Just seems like another youth player could potentially come in. Now, I'm not going to say I know anything about him because I know nothing. Um, but, you know, if we, our youth is building the ranks, you know, we're proper going all out and signing everybody we can, especially, you know, in, in a netted area around Coventry, Albion, especially Albion. So, you know, we, we took everybody from them uh, not long ago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do you know anything on it or any opinion? Well, I know that he's playing above his age range. I know he's 15 and he's playing for the under-18s consistently. Well, um, uh, you know, it's... Um, I think they're always wanting to keep around the local area. Obviously, not... Well, I suppose it is really pickpocketing off the... I say lesser teams, but you know the likes of West Brom and Coventry, Birmingham, if possible, if they get any good players, which they rarely do. Yeah. Um, you know, any anyone like that in the local area, they want to keep um, if they can, or you know, persuade them to to us if they're from other clubs. Um, but they're also looking at you know places further afield for the youth team. So uh, you know they they obviously want to get. Um, the youth ranks to a, a good standard, and obviously, um, if you want to be the best in the future, you've got to buy the best, and then you've got to make sure that the right deals. You know, because we've done this before with the likes of um, the, the only one that comes to mind is James Bree, 
um, signed him from, I can't remember where now. Was it Luton? Uh, no, he went to Luton. I'm sure he come was it, with, it was, was it Barnsley? Did he come with Hurahan? Am I right in saying that? Oh, did he come around? Didn't he come at the same time as Hurahan? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, uh, I was thinking, um, he did go on loan to Ipswich and Luton, but he did come from Barnsley. Um, you know, we I think we paid a, a decent a fee for him as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure we did as well. I'm sure we uh, paid over the top. So we need to just make sure that we are doing the research and making sure that these players are going to come through. Um, you know, getting them at that age as well, being tempted with a Premier League club, especially when it's from Coventry, no disrespect to, to them, you know, they well, it's nearly, nearly said League One team, but they're not, are they? They're in the, the mid table championship team, so um, yeah, you know, you, you give the any young player, you know, from that kind of background and be like, oh, would you want to stay with Coventry and possibly get the championship in two seasons or be in the Premier League in three or four? You'd probably take the latter option, and you know, Youth Cup winners recently so you know that the youth setup is a, is a good place and the amount of players that are coming through right now into the youth set it's from the youth into the first team you've got Chuckle Maker, Ramsey um you probably say that uh Jacob Ramsey's brother's got a chance soon um there's loads of players that are going to get a chance and also um you look at the players out on loan um at the moment that they're 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 they getting first team football, um, you know, away from the club, but which which will help them individually. So, you know, we we are we are definitely trying to prioritise youth, and and that that's only a good thing. Next story, it's a bit of a left field one uh, from Birmingham Live, and it's uh, Aston Villa owners Wes Eden and Natif Suarez close in on a new football team after major reveal. It uh, looks like Las Vegas is going to be given the next MLS franchise and the Villa owners in pole position. And um, I'm sure it's, uh, it's somewhere down here um, that they've um, trying to trademark the name Las Vegas Villains. Um, so basically, they want to own another club um, in the MLS, um, which a lot of, you know, Man City have done it uh, with New York, I believe. Um, you know, so it's just another one of those where, if you ever play foot manager and get the affiliated clubs, um, I think it might be one of those where we will be seeing a few Villa players go out to Las Vegas. So hopefully none of them enjoy gambling. God, I reckon Jack Grealish wish he would still with us if that ever happens. <laughs> He'd be begging for a season loan. Um, but no, in all seriousness, it's um, it's a good thing, you know, building a football network. Like I say, P- um, Man City have done it. It's the one on top of my head that's done it most recently, you know, having a team in Australia, America. Um, so yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I wouldn't mind a friendly away game in Las Vegas. It's always good to get affiliations, affiliate clubs around the world. Uh, also helps when it comes to youth teams and youth setups. You know, being able to grab their youth players early, possibly. Yeah. Um, really, just thinking about football manager here. How how good how <laughs> helps clubs. Um, and also, it will help the the scouting network and you know keeping people in uh, in in and around the clubs. It will also branch out the club even more to more people. Yeah, uh, it's all good news, isn't it? Really. Oh yeah, and you, and also to add on to that, um, we I think we've got now an affiliation with 
an Egyptian um, youth set up. They got the Africans, Africa best youth set up of 2021. Yeah, he's related to Suarez, isn't it? Is it in his nephew? Doesn't his nephew run it or something like that? I don't know. I, I didn't read into it that much. Yes, but, yeah. but, you know, that's another good thing. And, um, yeah, and we've got a lot of support in America. So it, it would be kind of ideal to have a kind of an affiliation there. And I'm pretty sure, didn't they say something about having a villa shop out there as well at the stadium? Yeah, which is mad to think they're close to one in Birmingham. But, you know, they're going to have one over there. Do you know well, what I mean? To, like... to, to be fair, that was Dr. Tony, though, wasn't it? Oh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and just like it'd be good if they could open our football shop on bank holidays because I wanted to go and get the my daughter a new shirt, this season shirt because her birthday's New Year's Eve um, and it was closed. Um, yeah, so before they even think about opening a shop over there, they need to sort one over here and try and get one more local. I mean, if they want to put one in Merrill Shopping Centre right by me, that will be absolutely banging. Um, and also another reason why it's a really good thing is getting there before the big teams get in there. You know, mm-hmm. like... I can only think of, you know, man, like you said, Man City have got yeah. affiliation. Uh, I keep saying that name. I keep saying it wrong. Affiliate clubs all around the world, you know, in Girona, in Spain, in uh, New York, like you said earlier, in America, I think Melbourne City in That's Australia. right, yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, if you want to have, you know, so many hands in, you know, pies, as it, as it were, Get in there before the big clubs do because, um, a because you can give them money, you know these, I suppose lower or smaller clubs, but it'll benefit you in the as well. You know with, um, hopefully with, TV rights possibly. You know if you you get somewhere in, let's say Egypt. You know the only teams that they're going to probably watch is Liverpool for most Salah and Villa for for, uh, for Villa because of the the ownership and you know Al Mahamadi. Not anymore, but Trezeguet, yeah. Um, you know, you try and get a club in, in, in not in a bad continent, you know, or you know, somewhere less likely to have games on. You become that, you know, like when we had Samata, you know, ta- was it? Oh, where where did he come from? Was it Tanzania? Wasn't it? But it, from Club Bruges, but it was. Yeah, so, he's, so he's yeah, his nationality, his his country was, was Villa Mad. So, you know, it it just helps us brand wise as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I've got about six more stories, <laughs> so we are pretty much halfway now. Um, so yeah, so the next story is just basically a very quick one. Um, on Cameron Archer. Um, basically, he signed a new deal till 2025 um so it's just a little snippet there just say congratulations on that like i say he is you know pushing now to start uh, he's doing very well this season so so yeah i mean it's only a good thing really yeah need to just tie down all the youth players to to long contracts especially those pushing for the first team and um i'm i'm, I'm sure or right, and i hope that some the rest of the some of the youth team players um will be getting contracts in the in due course as well Next story uh, is from HITC.com, um, which is also reported in the Daily Mail. And it's uh, Watford are interested in signing Corny House uh, in January. What, what do you think? Because I can't see us getting rid of Twanzebe and House in January. 
Uh, maybe, look, as I know, we contracts up in the summer, so maybe it could be true because obviously they can make a little bit now rather than let them go for nothing. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Um, I think it's, you know, if there's a good enough uh, offer put on the table, possibly um, we we see something happening. Um, the thing is, like you said, it's one of the areas that we are, you know, very short in, especially if Transabia going to go or being, you know, recalled. Um, it could possibly, uh, if, if it, maybe if Gomez came in, possibly I'd let him go. Um, it's just going to be one of those things. It's going to be about um, replacement and trying to find someone on the market because I don't think we've got a lot to spend um, with financial fair play over over us at the moment. So, um, I mean, it'd probably be a player that I'd like. To, to get rid of it's just going to be if it's going to be this window or next yeah I mean like you say is it's it, somebody comes in but then if we end up just having work at the moment we've got three centre halves um, if cash goes down Gilbert's out on loan Kessler's out on loan and then normally if anything happens to cash he plays cons at right back so then we're down to just Mings <laughs> so something needs to happen uh, in this window, um, especially if we're going to look at, uh, if it is true and does look like we're going to sell house. Um, next story um, it is from Football Insider, um, and it's West Ham set sights on Aston Villa star Al Ghazi, a surprise Moyes plan revealed. And basically, they, it's them saying that the Al Ghazi struggled due uh, for game time due to Wendia, Ings, Young, Leon Bailey coming in, Traoré's obviously, and Trezeguet, both uh, wingers as well. Um, so yeah, what do you think? I mean, I'll be happy to see him go, but I just can't see it being West Ham. Yeah, I think that's more of a rumor. Um, I really can't see West Ham going in for sort of you know, for El Ghazi. He's not like he's ripping the league up or you know, potential to do that. Um, you know, we've criticized him before, um, about you know, being very hot and cold. Um, I, there's probably another player and a position that we need to improve on, you know, to get and a player to get rid of. But I, I just don't see it happening. Not to West Ham. No, no, they've got Ben Rama, they've got Bowen. Do you know what I mean? Like two players always desperate for us to sign. Um, there's no way they're going to feel as though our guys he can compete with us. No way. Um, this one's from the Birmingham Mail, um, and it says that Chelsea are also keen, but it's Aston Villa could still key upgrade after a £17 million Everton transfer, and it's Lucas Dini. So, I think he's very good. I know he's been a bit of an outcast. I don't understand why, because I think he's been very good for Everton since he's played for them. Uh, he's even played well against us as well. Um, I'd be all over that um, for the right price. Yeah, I mean, Lucas Dean obviously, it helps with him having a good left foot and being able to hit a free kick. Uh, only 13 games this season with nothing to show for it in the Premier League uh, as yeah. a goal return. Um, Everton paid a quite a, a big amount for him. Uh, you kind of forget that he was at Barcelona because um, I just certainly did until i just seen it. Um, he, um, 
he's valued at £27 million according to Transfer Market. His contract doesn't run out until 2025. Um, he's 28, so you, you'd possibly put him against Taglifico and be like, oh, who do you want out of the two of them? Yeah. Um, obviously, Luca Dini's, you know, got Premier League experience being with Everton for a good few seasons now. Um, but uh, I'm not, I'm not too, not too keen to be honest. Um, okay. I'm not sure. You know, obviously he's out of that Everton side for a reason, uh, and uh, whatever reason that may be. But, um, you know, if you go back the last two full Premier League seasons, he actually has had no goal contributions at all. Um, or it doesn't say that he has scored a goal anyway. So, um, he, well, we, we, we know that he's got a good left foot, obviously. Oh, sorry, let me just say that again. He's he's had goal contributions. Um, so last season he had seven assists, um, obviously all from left back. Uh, then the season before was seven again. Um, so he, he's not had... Uh, the best but not the worst but we it's easy for, for us to see how he is more than Tagliafico or Hinky or for, for example because we don't see them play uh, week in week out like we do with Everton so it, it'll be interesting to see you know we've obviously said three right backs in this episode so it'll be interesting to see which one we, we do go for and um, you know they've all got different strengths and weaknesses so it'll be interesting to see I think Hinkley's going to be the one um, personally I think we've been chasing for a long time now so I think he'll be the one I think Digny personally I think he'll be at Everton longer than Rafa will because um, hmm. yeah I just don't think he's going to last and then a new manager will probably come in and turn it round like how Sanson was under Smith and now under Gerard he's getting time so you know, um, so I do think Hinkley will be the one, um, especially, yeah, he's, he's young as well. We want to build a young squad, you know, which has always been on the um, SP for, for our owners. Um, so I think that one makes more sense. Um, got two stories left and then we can uh, we can leave you be. <laughs> um, this one's from The Sun and it's Everton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace are interested in Burnley's Dwight McNeil. The English club will be open to offers but will demand 40 million. Uh, in my opinion, this is a no-go. Maybe in the summer, just gone. Probably made sense before Bailey come in. But there's no way we're spending £40 million on a winger. Um, yeah, we're just not going to do it, I don't think. No, not for that price. Um, it's it's definitely too much um, for a winger who is bang average. Um, he's basically Burnley's El Ghazi. Um, he has got it in him to to be a good player. Uh, definitely, but it might be because of the way that Burnley play um, doesn't play to his style, uh, and I think Burnley are just asking for that much because you know he's uh, he's English and probably one of their best players and definitely one of their best creative players. He's definitely been outshone at, at the moment by uh, Max Alcorne, so possibly that comes down a little bit, but. For that price, you might as well go and try and find two players for the same position. Yeah, I will say that, you know, I I think he for forty million pounds, especially for a team like us to spend that type of money, it's gotta be a top 
plug and play player. Do you know what I mean? Like, as you said that, I think he's a good player. I think he potentially can be a top player, but there's no way Villa's going to spend 40 million on a what if, um, you know, it's got to be somebody who's ready to come straight in and hit the ground running. Um, you know, maybe for somebody like, I don't know, like a Spurs or something like that, maybe because they can spend that, got time to nurture and prep and it, you know, won't break the bank too much. I'm not trying to say that they won't stump the money. It's just that I can't see spending 40 million for somebody like that when, um, you know, when we got Buendir, it was a kind of plug and play player. Danny Ings, again, uh, you know, okay, Watkins, I suppose, was a bit of a, a what if in a way, but he was banging goals in for fun and Dino knew him. Um, so if you get what I'm trying to say is, is that I think it's too much of a risk for that type of money. If they halved it and made it 20 million, then yeah, I, I could see us going in for him. Um, you know, or maybe let El Ghazi go um, or Trezeguet go, then you've got a position. Or maybe even Traore if, um, if, if Gerard doesn't fancy it. You know, then fair enough. But yeah, there's no way we're spending 40 million on a, on a what if and somebody who needs to be coached. And the final story uh, comes from The Athletic. Um, and this is on the back of Nakamba being told he's potentially going to miss the rest of the season. And anybody out there listening, uh, please uh, DM us on Facebook or Twitter if, if, you, if you want to drop your name. Um, and it comes, uh, sorry, I'll start again. It's The Athletic. Uh, and it's Villa will now consider signing another midfielder in the January window. Um, so is there anybody out there that you want? Um. I think we've both said that we'd want a defensive-minded midfielder. Uh, you know, that goes back to last summer. Um, you know, I said Axel Vitzel, that didn't happen. Um, and I go back to the Bundesliga now for uh, Dennis Zachariah, um, a player who runs that defensive midfield line, uh, that defensive midfield spot for Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, in the Bundesliga such a very good defensive minded player um and he's he has been wanted previously by big clubs um you know he, he's got that name uh, to him uh, he's valued a lot of money you know but you know at 24 million pounds according to transfer market anyway um but his contract uh, is running out at the end of this season so potentially you either try and sign him on a pre-contract for the summer, and or you try and get in get him in now at a, a low amount, um, trying to persuade Gladback. Um, but we'd have to be quick because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of teams interested. You know, the likes of Newcastle and you know possibly like Leicester and teams like that are going to be sniffing around. Um, because he is he is a very good player for the for the holding midfield role, uh, and he plays it very well in a in a mediocre team. So he he's definitely got the ability to to move it up uh, a notch in, in club club wise and comes to the Premier League. I think definitely be uh, a player that I'd want. Um, to be honest, I think. I do like the idea. I think it'd be absolutely outstanding signing, to be honest with you. Um, I, I do I do think we just kind of, at the moment, I've got no problem signing people from abroad. I've always been into the Italian leagues and things like that. Um, but I just kind of feel that we, 
we need we need we need somebody that's a bit more plug and play ready now knows the league and that's why I'm still on the Basuma bandwagon. Um I just think I'd be really inclined to go at Brighton and offer them something, you know, 30, 40 million to, you know, to tempt them. Um he's doing well. Like I say, he 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 runs the show whenever I see Brighton play, does very well, still very young. Um got a good peg on him as well. Um it's just something that I think we need defensive because like I say some people have been saying that we need a, a number 10 which is quite nice obviously I'll take that but I think Buendia is coming to his own and we spent a lot of money on him his best position is beyond the front uh the, the strikers not pushed out wide um you know I think I think that's that's for somebody else so I think we need somebody maybe to free up Louise a bit more because I think Louise is kind of lost in that you know, that number five role, you know, just sitting in front of the back four, because I think he's a bit more smoother than that. Um, and I think he needs somebody behind him that takes away that, the, 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 the dirty work, shall we say. And then that's where Nakamba was doing really well. Uh, and I'm not going to sit and say that Nakamba hasn't been brilliant because he's been probably the most improved player under Gerard. Um, in all fairness, because he's gone from absolute dog to being, well, one of the first names on the sheet for me when he was fit. Um, and then obviously everyone saw Louise Roy's uh, stocks rise during that time. And I think that comes down to the fact that Nakamba was doing the grit and letting him do the silk. And I think we need somebody maybe a bit better, somebody to push Nakamba or even take Nakamba's position if they're better. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'd go for Basuma. But like I say, there is a whole host of names out there that you could take for that central role. Um I'm good. I'm glad to see Sanson getting to game time now. Obviously, we've got Ramsey in and around. Some of the youth players, Chuck and Mike, has been you know in and around as well and getting some game time. So the future is bright, but I still think we need something not as pretty, if that makes sense. Well, there you go, guys. That is the media madness. Like I said, there will be a couple more of these to come out this this window, as always. Um, we're still going to be... Our next podcast will be the Man United uh, review. Like I said, we put the previews on hold just while the COVID is is about, because um, obviously there's no point us doing a preview if the game gets called off, um, like it did with Leeds. Um, but if we do sign anybody in the meantime, we will drop a podcast out as soon as we can talking about that player and hopefully it's somebody we'll know uh, not another Tonev or Salafu which doesn't help <laughs> but I've got a feeling those days are long gone so thank you guys for listening I hope you enjoyed it if there is any other topics you want us to talk about we are open to that like I say we're always looking for new ideas and things um, we did a wiki challenge not so long ago when I'm looking at doing another one of those because that was well good um, so yeah so any ideas please drop us a message but thank you guys for listening and up the villa.